to I Think I Love My Life. I'm your host, April, and you are rocking with me. This is the place to be if you understand that in order to do big things on the outside, you have to do the big work on the inside. And today we are continuing the discussion around emotional intelligence and emotional maturity. And in the last episode, I did ask if you thought you were emotionally mature. And and in this episode, we are going to talk about seven skills that emotionally mature people are really, really, really good at. And I don't think this is an, an ex- exclusive or inclusive list. It's just a list. Something may jump out to you that you may want to improve. Um, I know a couple of them I could work on a little bit more. And if there is something that jumps out to you and you're like, you know what? I would like to get better at that. I would just say, just go a little bit deeper. Maybe you'll read some books. Maybe reflect on how you can improve that one skill. Especially if it's something important to you, right? Because that's something that I was looking at when I was looking at this list. And the first one that emotionally mature people are really, really good at is empathy. They are highly skilled at, number one, recognizing emotions, um, understanding emotions, uh, empathetic listening, um, being able to put themselves in someone else's shoes so that they can try to understand what this other person is going through or what emotions they're experiencing and also responding with empathy right emotionally mature people it's not for them it's not important that they are understood as much as it's important that they understand right other people and what they're going through so that's a big skill that can help improve lots of things in a lot of people's lives um just empathy alone right and that's one that i would like to just get better at um because i don't know if you listened to the last episode i was saying how emotions for me are I felt like they were messy, right? I that's why when I felt something or someone else felt something, I would completely check out because to me emotions were messy. Couldn't control them, they weren't logical to me, and I just didn't want to deal with that. So, nowadays it's trying to explore what I'm feeling, what others are feeling and kind of paying more attention to that because that's not something that I was even aware of back you know back 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 in the day right so that's a big deal for me and that was empathy the second one is balancing emotions with logic which is probably my favorite because I'm a very logical person but I understand how important it is to ride the middle Right, not to be too emotional, not to be too illogical, but use both, especially when maintaining relationships, when working in groups, when trying to understand yourself. Um, and one thing about um, balancing emotions with logic, you come to self awareness, right? You 
recognize your own emotions. You acknowledge them. You try to understand them. You try to reflect on what may have went wrong, what may have went right, what you could have done better. Um, And that's what happens when you successfully balance emotions with logic, where you're using both, where it's not just totally emotional and you're just making irrational decisions and irrational, you know, and have irrational behavior. Um, Or, you know, you are so stoic or inflexible that you're not thinking about how you're feeling or anyone else is feeling. It's just black and white and that's that and this is that. And that can be exhausting because it was for me. (laughs) It was for me not acknowledging, right? Not acknowledging my emotions and just really being very, very logical and just not exploring how I felt. So that's one thing that you can do when balancing emotions with logic. And then it's also pausing and assessing um, as well. Um, That's what logic allows you to do. If you kind of pull from that, you understand that maybe you just need to stop and think. Just stop and think, uh, stop and feel, gather information, seek advice, right? That when you're balancing emotion with logic, you're also getting more information. You're gathering, you're getting advice from people and it kind of just makes it a more well-rounded decision or a more well-rounded conversation that you're having with someone when it's not just pure emotion or pure logic. Um, so that was number two, right? And number three is emotional regulation, which I would just summarize as pace. That when you feel something, you don't automatically react. You emotionally mature people or emotionally intelligent people, they know how to pause. They know how to just take a minute before they respond, which is a great idea because I don't know about you, but I've had plenty of situations where I went in head first before I thought about it. Or before I just took a moment to get myself together and then address the situation. So that's what emotional regulation is about. And emotionally mature people, they are good at kind of pulling back first and then moving forward once they kind of get themselves together. And that works in all relationships. Job, you know, your children, with your spouse. Just taking that time. um, It really helps especially if you are really, really, really pissed, right? (laughs) Or really, really, really sad or, you know what I mean? Like just taking that time to figure some things out before you even start. And then the next one, another one of my favorites, wasn't one of my favorites when I learned about it, but it's just taking 100% responsibility for your emotions and your actions and your behaviors, right? 
um, emotionally mature people, they can safely and confidently say, my bad, that's my fault. Not you made me do it. You made me feel this way. They automatically, it's automatically setting them to take responsibility for how they're feeling. A hundred percent. This is how I feel. This is what it is. It may be triggered by a situation, but they don't blame the situation. They don't go off on emotional tangents and then blame everything and everyone around them. They accept how they feel and kind of take it from there. And then they use the other skills like emotional regulation, um, maybe seeking advice. But it allows them to first deal with what they have going on. And again, if there is a if there if something does happen where they overreact, they take responsibility for it. They're like, hey, I acted a fool, right? They're able to say, I acted a fool. My bad, right? And I'm pretty sure they're able to apologize probably quickly. I don't think that there's a lot of us who know how to do that. I don't think that this is a welcomed skill. Um because sometimes someone else is wrong. Sometimes you are not the offender, right? You are, quote unquote, the victim of the situation. And you react to how you reacted. And if you asked anybody, they're like, yeah, you should have reacted that way. But if it did not help the situation any, or it didn't help you, it didn't help the other person, or, you know, it just didn't help at all. That's when it comes so well, could you have chosen something else? Could you have chosen to handle it another way? And that's where our responsibility comes in, is how can I handle this in the best way? And if I did fly off the handle, can I apologize and try to fix it? Or, you know what I mean? So 100% responsibility, that's, that's a good one. Um, that is a tough one. And... I invite you to try to work on that one for 2024. Number five is resilience. Resilience is the ability to bounce back, to have some type of adversity and emotionally be able to work through it and get on with things. Life is challenging, of course, and it's some situations that are heavy emotionally. And it's not easy to just bounce back. But at some point, emotionally mature people do. Whatever situation that was out of their hands that affected them emotionally, they understand that it is going to take a lot of intention to get back to start, right? To get back up, to get back in there. And... Three things that I think really, really helps with resilience and being resilient is cultivating a growth mindset. A growth mindset says, I can, I will, I'm going to, despite what happened. Which is opposed to a fixed mindset that says, I can't. I don't know how to, so I just won't, right? So having a growth mindset really 
helps in being resilient in in creating that toughness uh that grit because you no matter what you go through you're willing to be intentional about getting back in there another thing is having a strong support system whatever support you need maybe you have a maybe you have a strong relationship with your family and you can get support there uh, maybe you should get a therapist not so taboo anymore Sometimes you can't talk to everyone around you, but a therapist you can talk to. They have an unbiased opinion. They don't know you, right? They only know you from what they're t- from what you telling them, which is great because sometimes you need someone to listen that has fresh ears, fresh eyes, you know, a fresh perspective. So, support, reaching out to other people or groups or whatever to get stronger to get that strength back and this may be hard for some of us as well like I'm not a very social individual I'm not used to asking for help in the last maybe year I have become more comfortable but I was that chick right I could do it on myself I don't need anybody's help and it wasn't that I didn't think I needed anyone's help I just didn't like what that meant or what I thought that meant, right? It looked like a weakness to me. This was early on. Then also it was I, in life, <laughs> you know how someone helps you and then they have to tell you, you know, they kind of shame you for needing their help or they help you and then they tell everyone else. You know how good of a person they are because they help, you know, your sad sack of shit self, right? That kind of stuff. I wasn't built for that. So I said, you know what? Whatever I need to do for myself, I'll do for myself. And then I wanted to build a business. And then I realized that I needed help. Right, like I needed to depend on other people, their perspective, and just kind of get that support and believing that I deserve the support because there's some of us out here also that believe that you know, how dare I need support? I should be able to do this myself, I should be able to just get in there and just do it, do it, do it because I'm me. It don't work like that. The day that you start accepting help and believing that you also deserve help is the day that you will become more and get more done. That's all I can say. And then the last one is practicing self-care and stress management. Um, in order to be resilient, you have to take care of yourself. Physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, you have to take care of yourself. Understanding or not, I'm trying to find the right word. There are a lot of us who just don't take care of ourselves. We don't take care of ourselves. It's like we secretly hate ourselves. So we just like, you know. Or something's out of our hands. And instead of, you know, focusing on the things that we can control. We focus on things that we can't. And the things that we can't control seems to be a determinant of what we can do in this life. Or what we can do in this world. And so self-care is a big deal 
And it's not just going to the spa and getting your nails done. That's not self-care. That's cute. But that's not real self-care. Real self-care is definitely holistic. It's everything about yourself you care about. You care about, you're intentional about, and you tend to. Period. And of course, stress management. I mean, this is that's a tough one. But to be resilient, you do have to have ways to handle stress. Tools to help you deal with stress. Because I don't think there's any part of life that is stress-free. That is not a thing. But can you develop ways, different perspectives that allow you to see certain situations in certain ways that are less stressful for you? Yes. And that's the whole goal is just finding ways to see things in the way that's as less stressful for you as possible. Um, Emotionally mature people, they find those ways. And number six, we're almost to the finish line, is that emotionally mature people, they, they know how to maintain healthy relationships using emotional intelligence. They are compassionate. Right. They have they use compassion to connect with others, to assure others that they understand them, that they are listening to them, that they feel them, that what they feel is valid too, and emotionally mature people are able to connect with people in that way. They're also they are um they're also highly communicative. Right, They have great communication skills. They know how to operate in social settings to get what they want and to give people what they need. Highly emotional people know how to do that. I'm not saying that some highly emotional people are good people <laughs> because some people use this you know, to do things that they have no business doing. But principles of principles. Some people are just highly communicative, whether they are a good person or not. And this makes them highly emotionally intelligent, especially in dealing with other people. And also, another thing about emotional intelligent people and handling and, and building healthy relationships, they understand conflict resolution. And one thing about conflict resolution that emotionally mature people understand is that conflict is not a negative thing. Conflict is actually leading to growth. It's leading to healing, right? It it forces people to have tough conversations. And emotionally intelligent people are okay with having tough conversations because they know it's not negative that they're having this emotionally charged conversation they understand that this emotionally charged conversation is going to turn into healing on the other side it's going to turn into having a better relationship with whomever you had that emotionally charged conversation with and even if it doesn't 
say it that emotionally charged conversation turns into you not speaking to that person ever again you at least talked about it you at least saw what they were willing to compromise to have a healthy relationship with you and if they weren't that is great information to know like is it not right so emotionally intelligent people understand that those tough conversations need to be had conflict resolution is a good thing and on the other end of this we're all going to be okay right so that is a big one right and and emotionally mature people are really 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 good at that and number seven last but not least is emotionally mature people value differences especially emotional when it comes to the emotional states of people and how people handle things emotionally they understand that what they feel about a situation may be different from what someone else's feel uh, someone else's someone else feels right and nobody's right nobody's wrong it's just i feel this and you feel that and what you feel is okay and what i feel is okay like they're able to value differing feelings about things it doesn't bother them that you don't feel what they feel and they want to understand why you feel what you feel so they're going to ask questions they're trying to figure out well why do you feel that way and they respect that right and for me i i'm a lot like that and one thing that i'm i like to find out why someone's opinion is different from mine or why someone's emotional response is different from mine as long as it can be an open conversation right that we can both talk about well why do you feel this way well why do you feel that way and we can kind of like understand each other and listen to each other and i think it's just more about valuing differences is not trying to sell you on me and you trying to sell me on you it's just so we can hear each other out and understand where each other is coming from that's it that's the goal it's to just listen to each other and i think that that's also a great skill to learn and emotionally intelligent people are very very good at that skill about valuing differing emotions differing uh feelings and opinions about things um and i do have a bonus i do have a bonus and it's not it's not really part of the seven but i did want to when i was doing research i noticed it was one tip or whatever with becoming more emotionally mature and how to see things and one of them was that emotionally mature people they understand that their emotional journey is a journey right it's not just a one-stop thing that it's a continual practice that they know maybe today this is the way they feel about this right and especially when trying new things building a business you know going for your dream job going to get your degree whatever the case may be if it's especially something that you have not ever done before that is going to take your long-term commitment emotionally mature people understand that today i feel scared today i feel you know like how am i going to do this how am i actually going to achieve this goal and even if they're feeling 
that way they're still able to move on because they're playing the long game they understand that the emotions that they feel are just today's emotions it's just emotions it's just the way i feel it's not a determinant on what i should do right with my life like i'm not gonna let these emotions stop me kind of thing and that was one that i found just was very very interesting and the only reason i just did not put that in the list of seven is just because it for me it just stood out <laughs> as a bonus like it's the don't let your emotions stop you kind of thing and feel them i mean because you kind of have no choice but that's one thing that i'm learning in trying to build a business basically nothing right trying to build something from nothing i'm learning that i'm always going to feel right i'm gonna feel fear i'm gonna feel doubt i'm gonna feel all of these things what i didn't understand is that it's okay that i feel those things it's just i gotta keep going like i thought those feelings meant stop i thought those feelings meant you're going in the wrong direction. No, 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 no. And it was just feelings. It was just the emotions that I felt when going to start a project or whatever. And that's what I wanted to leave you with is that to grow emotionally, number one, it's okay to feel your emotions get curious number two get curious about your emotions number three get curious about other people's emotions and number four just make growing emotionally a practice an intentional practice and i promise you that you'll grow and not only will you not only will you grow people around you will grow and we are complete thank you guys so much bye wow you are at the bottom of yet another episode and i'm starting to think you love your life and your journey too and i love that for you thank you so much for rocking with me please don't forget to subscribe, comment, and share the pod. There are resources in the description to help you get over and get through because I want you to keep showing up for yourself, keep standing up for yourself, and be kind to yourself. And most importantly, keep going. Until next time, bye.